who's number one with Chris Canty each and every week. Everybody does their power rankings. That's fine. What Chris Canty does is tells you exactly who belongs at the top of the list and gives you the best reasons why. That's why? right. Why are they the best reasons? Because they deal in fact. There you go. There so you go. So let's not waste any time and let's get to it. Number five. How about them, Colin? How about them? Wow. Put on your 10-gallon hat and your boots because the Cowboys are coming to town. Look, they is... are appearing in my power rankings for the first time this season, Carlin. Sidebar, that might be one of the worst Southern accents I've ever heard in my life. It's terrible. <laughs> I, I, spent, I spent five years down in Dallas. It's awful. <laughs> I don't make any qualms about it. I'm not a Texan. But I do know good football. And the Dallas Cowboys play really good football, especially on the defensive side of things, Carlin. Their defense is third in EPA, second in sacks. They average four a game. And they haven't allowed an opponent to score more than 19 points in any single contest. Carlin, that defense is going to keep you in a lot of football games. Couple that with the fact that Cooper Cup has not had a turnover in 245 snaps. And you can understand why the Dallas Cowboys are 4-1 and one and having Dak Prescott miss the last four games. Number four. Number four, the Baltimore Ravens. Carlin, they did uh -huh. it. They finally had a lead at home, and they didn't blow it. Congratulations, <laughs> Baltimore Ravens. Yes. This was for you, baby. John Harbaugh, I knew you wouldn't let me down. At some point, you just knew that this team was too good to continue to blow leads at home. And this would have made it, what, six straight home games had they lost against the Cincinnati Bengals? Mm -hmm. No, nah, they couldn't go out like that. So congratulations on them. They beat a division opponent, a team that was trending in the right direction in the Bengals, Carlin. This wasn't a cakewalk. This was a game where we knew there weren't going to be a whole lot of state secrets. So congrats on Lamar Jackson for getting it done offensively, doing enough. But then congrats on the defense holding that offense for the Bengals down. Threw some zone coverages at them. I think that threw Joe Burrow and Bengals off company a little bit. So, Baltimore Ravens checking in at four. Number three. Number three, the team that was in the number three spot last year, last week, the Buffalo Bills. Mm -hmm. The Buffalo Bills. I mean, listen, you, you don't move up in the power rankings for boat racing a team that's hapless, helpless, and inept. Thanks. You just don't. I'm Thanks, sorry. Man. That's how I have to describe your team. Carlin, you saw that game. The Steelers collectively let go of the rope. And we knew that when Gabe Davis caught that 98-yard bomb on the first third down in the game when Buffalo was backed up. You knew it was going to be an awful day for him. Kenny Pickett making his first start in that environment probably wasn't going to go your way. Buffalo Bills proved that they can take care of business against an inferior opponent. You don't go up in the rankings because of that. Nope. Well, we know it's Number next. two. The Kansas City Chiefs. That's right. The Kansas City Chiefs. They're the number two team. In the power rankings, but they're the number one offense in the NFL. Make no mistake about it. Through the first five weeks of the season, no team has a higher offensive EPA than the Kansas City Chiefs. Everybody wondered how Pat Mahomes would get along without Tyreek Hill. The answer to that question is just fine, guys. He's got the highest, highest passer rating in the National Football League on the season. And, Carlin, he's got more touchdown passes than Josh Allen and two less interceptions. So, everybody wants to have this Mahomes-Josh Allen debate. Let me tell you something. Pat Mahomes is a better quarterback than Josh Allen. Pat Mahomes is a better football player than anybody else in the NFL. Get used to it, folks. He's going to be around for a while. There's a reason why this guy has been to four straight AFC Championship games and why they've all been in his building. Number one. That's right, them birds. The Philadelphia Eagles are number one, Carlton. Mm. It's kind of, I don't know, man. It's painful to say that the Eagles are the best team in the National Football League. I spent four years with the Cowboys. The I spent four years with the Giants. And the thing that those two teams and fan bases have in common, 
they all hate and despise the Philadelphia Eagles fans. <laughs> like they hate them, and I and I and I agree with them. But I can't hate on this Eagles team. You know why, Carlin? They showed me something in that fourth quarter. After the Arizona Cardinals walked them down and tied it in the fourth quarter, the Eagles go on a 17-play, 70-yard drive where Jalen Hurts only throws the ball a couple of times. They chew up eight minutes clock, and then they end up stalling out in the red zone. They kick a go-ahead field goal, and then their defense is able to make that stick thanks to Kyler Murray's gaffe and not knowing what down it was and sliding short of the first down. But that doesn't take away from what this Eagles team is capable of. They went on the road in a tough environment across the country and got a dub. Doesn't matter that they didn't play their best football. They were able to find a way to win, and that's the sign of a really good football team. They've showed us over the last couple of weeks, Carlin, they can win a couple of different ways. They can. I mean, you saw they were down to Jacksonville a couple of touchdowns early in that game two weeks ago. They were able to walk them down. You saw that they had the lead early, gave it all back, and yet had the resilience and the poise to make the plays they needed to down the stretch to win that game. You got to give credit where credit is due. Jalen Hurst deserves a ton of credit. So does Nick Sirianni, their head coach. couple of things. Number one, we've got two four-and-one teams that did not make this list. Yep. Between uh, the New York Giants and the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. Now, I just bring it up because you had a three-and-two team in there in the Ravens. Yeah. So, well, that three and two team plays one of those four and one teams this week. I agree, yeah. and I'm not saying I have any qualms with it. I just wanted to point it out. Where I might have some qualms. Uh oh. You're putting the I, Cowboys. I, 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 know in what, front I know. I know what you're going to do. The 49ers, or the Bucks, or you're going to put them in front of the Packers too. Yeah. Putting the Cowboys in front of all of them. I can understand I, I why understand you would have it. it. I can understand why you would say the Bucks because the Bucks beat the the Cowboys head to head at the beginning of the season. The Packers, I, I'm not clear on. Well, I just bring it up. Listen, well, I the Packers would say, just lost to the Giants, and the Giants lost to the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago. Yes, yeah. I agree. I agree. But I would say that the Packers. I'm, I'm not going to say that they're better than the Cowboys. Here's my problem right now with the Cowboys. Even at four and one, I'm still looking at the quarterback. I'm still, and it's a problem. It's my, maybe it's my problem, but it's a problem that I, I can't get past that yet to make them a top five team in the league, even though they're four and one. Well, if you're saying you can't get past the quarterback in Cooper Rush, what's your argument for the New York Giants being in the top five? No, I, it's not an I'm argument. About to, I'm about I, to say, no, it wasn't an argument. <laughs> I was just pointing out. Who, who do you feel better about, Cooper Rush or Daniel Jones? No, I was just pointing <laughs> out that there were two four and one teams that okay. were not there. Okay. And as I said, I have no qualms with it. Just making the observation. Okay. So if you were to tweak the top five, what direction would you go? Where are the tweaks at for Carlin's? I, I top think five? The, the definitive tweak for me is that I would probably have the Ravens at five. And I would probably have the Bucks at four. Okay. That's so, it. So you have three four and one teams outside looking into the power five. Yes. Okay. Yes, I would. And that might be unfair, but that's just me. Deal with it. Yeah, the Bucks haven't looked great lately, though. No, they haven't. It's and not about it's not about what we no, think you're you, gonna be. It's about what you are right now. And the Bucks ain't looking great the last Here's three the problem. weeks. You're the one that convinced me on the Bucks. You're the one that convinced me about their defense. I mean, I'm just saying they will be better, but they're not good right now. The Green Bay Packers will be better, but they're not good right now. So are the Bucks sitting at six right now? No. Who is? No, the Bucks are not the sixth best team in the National Football League. I would probably go with the San Francisco 49ers, and ESPN's power rankings happen to agree with me. Okay. I'm not going to argue with that. Okay. My other thing is the Bosa injury. We don't know what the situation is there yet, right? Yeah. 
So, uh, and Ward too. Yeah. So yeah, Tavares Ward. Yeah. So that that's my only concern there. Uh, and you know, I was high on the 49ers before, and I still am. I I wonder about that though. I got to mm-hmm. factor all that in. Yeah. So that's where I stand. I I I think. Once again, you've done an outstanding job. Oh, Nicky Bolson did practice full. He did practice full Full, today. Okay, that's good to know. Um, The good news there is that once again, you have presented us with all of the information and you have made us better for it. And that's what it's all about. Okay. Well, I just want to make sure that you you agree somewhat with the list that I'm I agree with the top three. Okay. I agree with the top three. Four Mm -hmm. and five, eh, eh, I see it. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio such and a on hater. ESPN You're such a hater. app. Why are you hating on my former not, teams, man? You're hating on my former I'm teams. I'm not hating on your former teams. I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't like the tone that you take with my friends from Philadelphia. That's what I don't what like. What do you mean? I, uh, you, I know, don't, you know it pains me to say that they're the best team in the NFL. I understand that, but okay. you know, you make it clear about where your affinities lie and where your hatreds lie, mm-hmm. and clearly you cannot stand the city of Philadelphia. And that's a problem for me. Okay. That's all. all right. They're good people, and I think you have them as misunderstood. That's 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 me. I've been there. I've spent time there. I wasn't they just did there some, on a Sunday. They did some strange things to celebrate going to the Super Bowl. Well, yes. That yeah. I can't disagree yeah, yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I can't disagree with. But, listen, Cleveland did some strange things, too, when they were going to the win a championship with LeBron. Yeah, that's true. Canty and Carlin, we are in because of a little rain delay theater that we've got going on right now. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can be a part of the program on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We know that there are two massive games this weekend uh, when it comes to both the Bills and Chiefs and, of course, the Cowboys and the Eagles. We will dive into all of that in just moments. Up next, though, we want to. We'll spend more time in the Cowboys, Eagles, and we'll also spend some time on some games that are a little under the radar that you need to be paying attention to. It's all there for you. It's Canty and Carlin as we are currently in a rain delay for Braves and Phillies NLDS Game Two. This is the National League Division Series on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to amazon.com slash ESPN pods. That's amazon.com slash ESPN pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The win the other day for the Cowboys was massive because it gave them an opportunity to go into Philadelphia this week. And even if they lose, they're not all that far behind in the division. And that may not be all that important to 
a lot of people who just feel like the Cowboys need to get into the playoffs and then they could do some damage. But I do think the division still means something to them. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're in a rain delay for Braves and Phillies and LDS Game 2. As we know, the latest is that game is supposed to start somewhere between 7.30 and 7.45. So we will take you right up until then. Uh, Canty, in the meantime, though, um, Eagles-Cowboys this week is fascinating when you consider that Cooper Rush is still going to be the guy going into Philadelphia. I personally don't believe that the Cowboys would win this game, even if Dak Prescott was the quarterback. But I do have it being a close game. And the reason I have it being a close game is the Cowboys' defense has convinced me. They Mm. are very much for real. And I have to treat them with respect, which is not something I'm terribly comfortable doing when you're wearing the star on your helmet. However, (laughs) they have shown that they are worthy of it. And when they're going in this week against Jalen Hurts, this is a massive game for Jalen Hurts to try to prove that he is continuing to show that he is the Eagles quarterback of the future and franchise quarterback. Well, yeah, I mean, the shortest path to a team getting to the postseason is winning your division. And right now, the second best team in your division is the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are a team that Jalen Hurts hasn't beat since he became the starter of the Philadelphia Eagles. So there's, you know, it's it's a simple train of thought when you follow it. This is one of the things that Howie Roseman is going to evaluate when making the decision on whether or not Hurts is going to be their long-term answer at quarterback. And we got to also keep this in mind. There is no fifth-year option with Jalen Hurts' contract. He's a second-round pick. He's got a four-year deal. Teams don't like quarterbacks going into their final season and not having any security in terms of what their long-term future looks like at the position. So this will be Jalen Hurts. This is Jalen Hurts' third year. Next year will be his fourth year. Next year is also a draft where the Eagles have two first-round draft picks. So as you can see, these are all things that Howie Roseman has to keep in mind when it comes to trying to figure out what he's going to do at quarterback. That's what makes this game such a big game for Jalen Hurts. If you can't beat the Dallas Cowboys coming into your building with their backup quarterback, when are you ever going to be in Carlin? Well, that's the thing, Chris. You could have stopped it at if you can't beat the Dallas Cowboys because the other thing to take into consideration is how that city is going to look at you because that game is as important twice a year as a playoff game to a lot of people there. You have to be able to beat the Cowboys. Well, you I, have I, to be I, able to beat the Cowboys. I would say this, Carlin. Over the last decade, that is the most functional franchise outside of Dallas in the NFC East. They've done everything right. Yeah, they've done everything right. They Virtually. Won a, they won a championship. I yeah. could say they screwed up the Doug Peterson stuff, but, I mean. They screwed up the Doug Peterson thing. The Carson Wentz situation was clunky, but they had a quarterback waiting in the wings. Yeah. And Jalen Hurts is a top five MVP candidate now. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just like that was clunky. But they recognized, okay, we made a mistake with this quarterback. We gave him an extension when he wasn't really the dude. We're going to pivot off of him. And, oh, by the way, we're going to go with this guy who we've developed in our system. We've brought along slowly. And in year one as a starter, Jalen Hurts took the Eagles to the playoffs. Yep. In year two as a starter, through the first quarter of the season, he's a top five MVP candidate. It's trending in the right direction. So, I mean, this is a functional franchise. So these these two teams – these two organizations are going to be on a collision course for the foreseeable, and at the center of it is going to be Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott. But in this matchup on Sunday night, Jalen Hurts ain't going up against Dak Prescott. 
Jalen Hurts is going up against Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. And that's why this is going to be magnified in terms of seeing whether or not Jalen Hurts can get past this hurdle on the way to proving to Howie Roseman and everybody in Philadelphia that he is the dude. Look, earlier in the week, you hinted at this in the discussion that we were having about the future between Cooper Rush and uh, Dak Prescott. If they win this game Sunday night, are you changing your mind about that? Are you are you believing that Cooper needs to stay the quarterback if they win this game? It becomes a much tougher decision, Carlin, for Jerry Jones. I I, I don't want to be the one to have to make that call. I don't. What do you do? I mean, if Cooper Rush wins in Philly, and here's the thing. Everybody's saying, well, Cooper Rush isn't as talented as Dak Prescott. And I get that. He's not. But I said this yesterday, and I'm going to say it again. Sometimes it ain't about the plays you make. It's about the mistakes you don't. And Cooper Rush don't make no mistakes. He knows the system. He knows who he is. He knows who he's not. And he plays within himself, Carlin. And there's something to be said for that. Protecting the football, making throws when they're there, and then leaning on a run game and a defense. This team has an identity with Cooper Rush as their quarterback. Now, can it be the same identity with Dak Prescott as their quarterback? Sure. But we, you and I both have expressed a level of skepticism when it comes to whether or not they will continue to go down this same path in terms of structuring a game plan that caters to the defense and the run game. See, to me, if Dak's smart, he's paying attention to that aspect of it and is embracing it. In other words, you may want to grab your football team back from Cooper Rush, and I would understand that instinct, especially when we consider how Dak got the job in the first place. Oh, yeah, and you're hearing it out now in the news cycle. Like Clarence Hill from the Fort Worth Star-Telegram is talking about how Dak Prescott is frustrated with the Cowboys being conservative with the approach that they're taking with his thumb, how he wants to be more aggressive, how he wants to get closer to playing. That's great. What he needs to do is embrace the Cowboys being conservative on offense, the way they are doing it. Now, if you if you are dead, That's this true. is the point for me. Embrace that. That is going to get you back and be have the team be successful and end this discussion quickly. Because if you come back and you try to beat Dak, I think you're asking for trouble. Because then let's formulate a scenario where he comes back and they lose a couple in a row. What's going to happen? That, Chris, more than anything... That's going to turn into an ugly situation. Yeah, he becomes the goat all of a sudden, yes. not in a good way. Publicly, and I also wonder how teammates are going to look at that. How guys are going to look at it and say, wait a second. The other guy understood what we were good at, understood what he's good at, and that's the way we played. But this guy just looks at it and is trying to win it his way. That's not good for us. Yeah. I mean, Chris, I, tell me if I'm wrong. If you were in that locker room and that had happened and you had lost two or three games after you had, let's just say somehow they won this week. Well, because that's but, the but, scenario but, but see, under which see, we have rushed keeping but, a job. But see, that's the problem, though, Carlin. If it's they, a lot of what ifs. If they do but, win this week, if they do win this week with Cooper Rush as the starter, then what's the rush to put Dak Prescott in as your starting quarterback? There shouldn't be a rush. But, but, he should be back but, when he's 100% but, 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 healthy. But feel me on this, Carlin. If you can beat the Eagles with Cooper Rush as your quarterback, you can beat anybody in the NFL. You can beat anybody. Mm-hmm. You can beat anybody. The Eagles have the most talented roster in the NFL. Everybody wants to point to the Buffalo Bills. Or whatever. The Eagles are the most complete team in the National Football League. Okay, Maybe they don't have the top-end talent at the quarterback position that other teams do, but they are the most complete team in the NFL. If you go into their building and you beat them with Cooper Rush as your quarterback, 
then on any given Sunday, you're capable of beating anybody. All right, but let me ask you this. If you're beating them with Cooper Rush being your quarterback, are you beating them because Cooper Rush is your quarterback? No. What does it? But the, no, no, the no, thing, no, but see, see, to me, that doesn't matter. It kind of does, I, I, I don't care. It kind of does, though, because if I'm relying more heavily upon my defense to do more because my offense is not going to make explosive plays, then... Maybe I'm asking too much out of them over the long haul. Well, your offense made explosive plays last year, and what did that get you? An early exit in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So I don't know that the offense making explosive plays is the end-all, be-all to get Jerry Jones the championship that he so desperately wants. To me, this is about playing a style of football, a brand of football, that caters to your strengths as a team and will allow you to have success once we get to the playoffs. I will say this. The way they play now, they can win like that in the playoffs. Given how it has all gone down over the career of Dak and the consternation over handing him the money, Chris, it would be fascinating to see Jerry pull the plug on Dak. Well, here's, 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 I don't think you will. But here's what can't happen, Carlin. Here's what can't happen. You can't let Cooper Rush go into Philly and win that game and then turn it back over to Dak with the Lions and the Bears before your bye week and lose one of them games. Oh. Let me tell you what you can't do. That can't happen. <laughs> that, a, that can't happen. That's a do you, long do you, bye week. Do you know what that bye week's going to look like? <laughs> that can't happen. Oh. Burn it down, flames. I want to see it. I want to see it. Chaos, <laughs> anarchy. I want to see it. Actually, now that that's what I'm hoping for. Yes. That's what I want to see. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to chaos. <laughs> Canty and Carlin, we are currently in a rain delay for the Braves and the Phillies. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. In just moments, there was a development today in the Devontae Adams situation that certainly catches all of our attention. We'll tell you about it. This is the National League Division Series on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Well, in case you missed it earlier today. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Devontae Adams was charged with assault. He was given a summons, I guess, or mm-hmm. whatever it's called, but was charged with assault for what happened after the game the other night when he shoved, uh, I guess he was, was he a cameraman? He looked like he was just a local media guy. He was, Carrying yeah. a piece of equipment mm-hmm. who walked right across in front of him. Mm-hmm. And look, I I never want to see a player shove anybody. It was unexpected. It was It was a bizarre moment. But what I also don't love is that this is going to turn into a lawsuit. This is going to turn into let's get some money from Devontae 
look, it, it was a bad moment for him. Sure. He shoved him. He shouldn't have shoved him. And I understand trying to get some money for him. But I also, I, I'm just annoyed by it that we cons- we consistently just, why can't somebody just say, you know what? I'm sorry. That was a dumb thing to do. And yeah. everybody moves on from it. Well, listen, this is an opportunity for this guy to get a bag of money, Carlin. And, yeah. and he's not going mean, to gonna, gonna, like? pass it up. Well, it could be a couple hundred thousand dollars. Really? I mean, think about it. Devontae Adams in a game check based on his salary this year makes $194,000. So is it outside of reason for that guy to think, because you push me tonight, you're going to play for free tonight or the next game? Like I, I guess my whole thing is this. Devontae Adams was in the wrong. I'm not going to sit here and defend Devontae Adams, nor am I going to blame the victim. But no, what his, I will his say arms is this, are extended there. When, it looks when, dumb. When you look at the tight copy, like the angle from the field level, not the angle from above, but the angle from the field level that follows Devontae, he has his head down as he's walking toward the tunnel. The guy with the media equipment is walking with his head down across the tunnel entrance. Devontae Adams doesn't see him until the last minute. Yeah. And the guy doesn't see him at all. So Devontae Adams, I mean, it's 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 instinctive almost. You're frustrated. You just lost the game. You don't see what's – you're not expecting somebody to be there that's not walking the same direction that you're walking. So he pushed the guy as a part of him just kind of like, what's going on? I'm, he caught him off guard. So I, I don't think this was malicious with intent. I think this was Devontae Adams caught off guard, didn't see the guy, and it was – a lack of awareness on the behalf of both individuals. Like that guy that walk that's walking with that equipment, bruh, you need to be paying attention to what's going on. You're walking in front of the entrance where the players are going into the locker room. Like, think about that. They they just finished the game. They're coming off the field. You need to have your damn head up. So the NFL needs to review its policy when it comes to media personnel, people that have access to the field, and these entrances, these these tunnels, these these alleyways where the players are exiting the field or official club personnel exiting the field. This was they got to be careful with that. This was not somebody up in his face, taking his picture, getting all no, no, like no, 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 right no. up in his grill. No, you it was got, an accident. You, yeah, it was well, an accident. To a degree. Well, here's the thing, Carlin. You got to see both angles from the uh, that's camera. That's the thing, you Chris, because see both the angle angles. from above looks awful. The angle from above looks awful. He's fully extended. But if you see the lower angle, it's clear. Devontae does not see this guy until the very last second. And this guy's head is down the entire time not looking at him. You can't do that when the players are walking through the entrance that they have for the locker room. You just can't do that. Well, listen, I told you. And Devontae man. Adams can't push the guy. On, on the so field. So two things can be true at the same time. Uh, on the field at Super Bowl 35, I nearly killed a Backstreet Boy in a very similar way. What? I told you that story. No, you didn't. I absolutely you did. You did not. I was on the field before Super Bowl 35, Giants Ravens. Okay. And I was carrying a giant parabolic mic. And for those who don't know, it's that giant plastic thing oh, that yeah, you yeah. see guys holding up on the sideline. Mm-hmm. It is a microphone to pick up all the noise from the field, right? So I'm, I was on the field doing that for radio for that game. And there was a Backstreet Boy. The Backstreet Boys were doing the national anthem. So I had put down this big piece of equipment. And I went over to pick it up. And without looking very similar to this gentleman, I kind of lifted up very fast and turned to my left when a giant security guard's hand that felt like Andre the Giant (laughs) grabbed my left arm, and I would say that this parabolic mic 
at a pretty good clip at which I was swinging it, almost hit a Backstreet Boy in the head. So he would have been concussed. Oh, easily. He would have been in the protocol. This thing was not. This, yeah, I know, this was no, not I know, a cheap piece of plastic. No, I know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. I, I've seen them. Yeah, I know. But what for you're those who don't know, like this thing weighed probably a good 15, 20 pounds. Yeah, and yeah. and to pull it like almost almost hurt. The you guy. were about to hit the guy in the head with a twenty pound dumbbell. Uh, yeah, that might be that might be close to accurate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and and so listen. Got to look where you're going. But that's my point, though. You have to have awareness when you're on the field, and it's not just for the players. It's for all personnel, Carlin. And if you're a part of the media, you understand that, and that's what makes this feel a little bit icky. I get it. Devontae Adams was clearly frustrated, and he did more than he should have in that moment. But I can understand how something like this could happen, and I think context matters when we start talking about what kind of penalty the NFL should dole out. I think this is much more of the fine variety rather than a suspension. But then, Carlin, you think back to what happened with Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore, and that was two players on the field, and the NFL decided to suspend Mike Evans for a game. So with the civilian, I I don't know that the NFL won't decide to suspend him for a game in violation of the personal conduct policy. I I personally don't think this rises to that level, but I don't know, man. With what happened with Mike Evans earlier in the year – I could see them going down that road and talking themselves into taking them off the field for a game. Here's the other problem, Chris. It's the aftermath. The uh, apology was not a great apology. Okay. He was kind of like, yeah, he kind of walked there. He wasn't supposed to be walking there, but I guess I'm sorry. Said it along those lines. Okay. And, and like, when that happens, and I know you're frustrated. Well, you're not supposed to, uh, if he's not supposed to be walking there now, he's not supposed to be walking there. I, I know, but you did yeah. shove him. Yeah. And you know how people are going to see it. You yeah. know what? You know that perception is reality by this point. No doubt. So if you're Devante, what should you do in that moment? After you do this without realizing what just happened, you go over and you help pick the guy up. Yeah. Because if you do that and you just say, hey, man, I'm sorry. I, I was frustrated and you just caught me off guard. And like, that was it. Mm-hmm. That would be it. The guy wouldn't have gotten charged with assault. Yeah. And if the other guy wants to then go after him and sue him, well... That's that's your prerogative, I guess. I I hate it. You know, if who knows what kind of financial situation the guy's in, maybe he's trying to do something like that. Doesn't make any of it right. No. Doesn't make any of it right. I think Devontae could have handled it much better in the aftermath, and I think that would have made a difference here. Sure, he could have handled it much better in the aftermath, but we both understand how frustration bubbles over from what happened at yes. the end of that game. You Absolutely. know, him running into Hunter Renfro and the way that that all went down. It was very clunky, um, very frustrating moment, so I get that. Now the question becomes, what should the NFL do? Is this an instance where you have to take a player off the field to set the precedent to make sure that everybody understands that this kind of behavior to people that are on the sidelines or you know in, the, in, in that realm are, are also safe from everything that could potentially happen to them? I would not suspend him for a game. I would hit him with a heavy fine. What does heavy fine look like? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 50 grand a heavy fine? No. 
hundred grand? Yes. I probably hit him with a seventy-five thousand dollar fine. Seventy-five grand. Yeah. And then he settles with the uh, with the cameraman or the the person that he knocked yeah, if over. If the guy had any hospital bills or anything like that, he takes care of it. And, yeah. You know, just really issues a full mea culpa about what happened. Would you yeah. suspend him for a game after this? I wouldn't. And, and people that have brought up the Mike Evans thing, I always say context matters. How many times have Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore They've been They've gone out like four times. Exactly. So at some point, you got to send a message, hey, cut it out, guys. That's and enough. If you're this guy, too, I would also, if I was the league, be sure to point out that when you are on the field to cover something, it is a privilege to be there, and you need to be paying attention to everything now, that's going now, on. Now, here's what I will say. If I'm the NFL, and I don't want to take away anybody's ability to make a living, but if you're going to do this and push this to the limit with Devontae Adams with a civil lawsuit, yeah, you're, not gonna you're, work. Not work, you're not working in the NFL games anymore. Yeah, I'm sorry. You're not working for us. You can get your, you can get your payday here, but just know this is your last payday with the NFL. Yeah. I, yeah. I have wholeheartedly I'm not, I'm not dealing with, with this anymore. Yeah. Go get whatever you want, but you better make sure you get it. Get it. Exactly. Because you're not going to be with us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I... I I would have no qualms about that whatsoever. Yeah, because let's be clear about this. This happened because the victim initiated the process. Law enforcement in Kansas City wasn't going to prosecute Devontae Adams, but the victim initiated this process, and so they have no other choice but to follow through with this. So that's the reality of the situation. So to this media guy, I understand what you wanted to do. Devontae Adams was in the wrong, but just make sure you get all that you wanted to get because this is probably going to be your last NFL payday. It's Canty and Carlin on the e- on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. We're waiting for National League Division Series Game 2. It's coming up on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.